0: Welcome to CamdenCast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast.
1: Yeah, on this episode of CamdenCast, we will be covering Season 6, Episode 1, the title of which is Changes, or if you are in Germany, the title is Changeable to Stormy. Our IMDb user synopsis is, Robbie Remains Inconsolable Since Mary Left with Wilson. The colonel figures she won't go to college but marry and be a mother for Billy, so he insists on a job, preferably in public service, but he nor Wilson are pleased she opts for the police or the fire department. Lucy refuses to explain why she left the New York seminary, apparently after a breakup with Jeremy, and Robbie is parentally dissuaded as consoling company. Annie works out her premenopause frustration on Eric, inspiring him to take it out deviously on model student Simon just for a bit of knavish attitude. Matt lost his hospital orderly job, but soon gets another, albeit in a free clinic mainly for pregnant teenage females. So, what was your first impression of this episode?
0: First of all, welcome to season six. Yeah. Second of all, I actually enjoy this episode but i think it was because i don't think i was enjoyed it the way i was supposed to um
1: whatever that means no
0: i just mean like i enjoyed it because it was ridiculous yeah um they've they've completely now committed to marry the idiot uh i see it now i see it way more than i did before
1: which is so annoying
0: yeah um which i mean doesn't really help because they because like Jessica Biel's dyed her hair blonde, and, you know...
1: Oh, stereotypes. You types,
0: yeah, you know. Um, and, I'm
1: offended.
0: And you were right. You were right about Lucy being the worst again. It happened in this episode. Um, I don't know. This kind of feels like... I'm actually really excited Old to school. see... school? Yeah. I'm excited to see, like, this kind of, like, rebel Simon. He's, like, really annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's cool. Um, I don't know. I... No, nothing's really been established for, like, the rest of the season, so I think it probably failed in that way, but, um,
1: it was- A good was, preview, maybe?
0: Yeah, but it was entertaining. I was entertained. Okay. Um, so we'll start with a cold open, which is, uh, The Rev, and we're given a healthy reminder of the fact that The Rev had a heart attack, even though we'll never talk about the fact that he was shot. <laughs>
1: This is true. It was like a miracle recovery from the shooting, but um, 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 he's like on a treadmill in the hospital, I guess just for like general yearly monitoring or something they want to check um so the doctor comes in and is like, "Okay, you're all set, and he's like, "I just wanna run, and he keeps turning up the speed on the treadmill, um which I guess is supposed to be like signaling to us that he's got some frustration going on that he needs to let out." Um, So the
0: doctor's like, maybe you should talk to someone. And the rev's like, no, there's nothing wrong with me, right? He's like, yeah, but, like, if you get too stressed, it might make your heart work up again. And the doctor then goes about, like, asking about every single member of the Camden family, including Robbie. Um, And then the rev turns quite dramatically. He's like, no, it's all of them. That's, (laughs) like, been causing him, like, some sort of problem. And that's really the cold open. And I think, like... I will say this, that the rest of the episode is mostly from, like, the Rev's point of view. Opening credits are next, and um, they're brand new ones. We
1: All from, like, this first episode, too. Well, probably, like, the first handful of episodes. Um, They had longer to put together these opening credits, I imagine, because this aired on September 24th, 2001. I presume it was supposed to probably air earlier in September, but then after September 11th. Um, oh, this aired on Mondays. Oh, that's weird. It would have been interesting if the first episode aired on September 10th and then to see how long right. um, they waited after. But anyway, um, it so... It probably was
0: supposed to air the 17th or something. I couldn't find anything online about that. Maybe it was supposed to air the 24th.
1: Perhaps. That's but, also a normal yeah. time for shows to come back.
0: Um. So, just like... I feel like we do this at the beginning of every season. Update on appearances for everyone.
1: Well, you already said that Mary has blonde hair.
0: Um, We've been, like, ta- I don't know if we've mentioned, really, I've, I know I've written notes about it, uh, that Lucy's hair has been going through some transfer- transformation. She went back to brown, but then kind of looked like she went to red. Now it looks more like auburn.
1: Well, it looks darker. It looks like yeah. a, a, almost like black. But it d- depends on the light she's in yeah. as well. So it, we don't really know what her hair color is.
0: Simon's hair is gone back, back to back like, to
1: super blonde, so we know he's dying his hair because his eyebrows are like jet black.
0: Um, and it's also like really long. It kinda reminds me of the oldest kid in home improvement. Zach.
1: I don't remember. Oh you don't
0: remember that's what it reminds me of. Um I think Ruthie I guess Ruthie is now definitely gonna have straight hair all the time. Like her curls no. are no or her, her curls gonna come back.
1: Yeah, when she gets older she brings the curls back.
0: Oh okay. Um so we'll start Front with Matt's storyline since it's like the most inconsequential um I will say when we ended last season we ended with him and Cheryl um uh, but There's no, no mention of no, Cheryl no mention of Cheryl at all or a girlfriend or anything uh, Matt's lost his job at the hospital like the user synopsis says he was
1: laid off yes. though uh he he did not get fired like he has been fired from so many jobs
0: um, he very quickly finds a new job, though, at a clinic, which is for a free clinic, which is for.
1: It's like a women. I think women we're supposed clinic. to gather. It's like generally like a women's clinic. So, but a lot of the people that come in there for treatment are like young teenage mothers or like expecting mothers, expectant mothers.
0: Um, from Matt's conversation with the Rev, we actually find out what is act what's happening all around the rest of the house. Um, So Robbie has been crying And so is Annie
1: (laughs) And so is Lucy So is
0: Lucy Uh, Robbie seems to be crying because apparently Mary will be the future Mrs. Wilson West Apparently it's like an inevitable thing that Mary and Wilson are getting married Um, Annie seems to be crying for no no, no discernible reason Uh, And that means that she's pregnant Is what like everybody thinks
1: Well she's also been tired Um, There are other hints later We'll get to that
0: uh, and Lucy's crying because she's just come home from
1: New York and... Where her and Jeremy broke up, so she's just upset that her engagement has ended.
0: And we gather from Matt that Simon's still... in uh, Brooding. Yes, about whatever. You know, he's a teenager. They brood. <laughs> yeah. They do. Um, so... I think... I mean, there's not much else to Matt's storyline. He pops in and out, like, to have, like, little, like, ooh, you're in trouble moments with, like, the Rev when, like, Annie says something to him.
1: Yeah. But other than that, that's Matt's storyline. He has a new job at the clinic.
0: Yep. So we'll go to Simon, who I guess is the most changed. I guess. Um, We did see moments of him, like, rebelling, like, little moments last season. But it starts out pretty strong here. He, um is giving a lot of attitude, he's like... Well,
1: the so Annie is, like, tired, and she's too tired to cook dinner, so she tells the Rev to take the kids out to dinner. Um, But Simon is like, I want to go out with my friends, why can't I just go get dinner with my friends? The Rev is like, "Um, because you're fighting with me, you have to wait even longer to get your learner's permit. And Simon makes this argument about how the DM, like, the law says he could have already gotten his permit, and... Uh, at the D- like the DMV is the law, so the Rev is like, does the DMV buy you clothes? Does it buy you food? Blah blah blah. I am the law in this house. So the first, so there's like a lot of con- like a lot of tension about the learner's permit uh, thing in the Camden house because Simon apparently is already eligible to get it, and the Camdens won't let him. So um, it ends up just being the Rev and Simon at dinner because everybody else. Is moping around and doesn't want to go get dinner.
0: Or they want to get dinner on their own or they're already eating at the house. Yeah. So we uh, return... Dinner's at Pete's Pizza. um, And I'm always craving pizza, so that was hard for me to watch. Um,
1: Triggered. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, So at the pizza, we learn that, uh, like, while they're eating, we learn that um, Simon wants to drop physical education because he doesn't want to take it, so he's going to, like
1: try to take band instead.
0: And he's not really interested in, like, guitar or, like, pursuing anything with music, but he just wants to, like, draw P.E. So this is another theme of, like, him not being the same Simon he was. Like, it doesn't seem like a thing that Simon would do, would just, like, like pick up a hobby for no reason like that. That's more of a Lucy thing. <laughs> or, yeah, Lucy thing. Yeah. Uh, or I guess a new Mary thing.
1: I was gonna say Mary. Yeah.
0: Um... And, like, I I don't really think there was anything of substance in this conversation uh, other than just, like, the Rev being like, I'll treat you like a man now. And the first way it is is that they, like, they split the check based on who ate what. So since the Rev only had a small salad and Simon's the one that ate the entire pizza, he has to end up paying for it. And this kind of starts, like, this cycle of, like uh he doesn't get woken up by like by his parents cuz he should be waking up by himself for school or have set his own alarm and he can't be taken to school he needs to like ride the bus or ride his bike or walk and this escalates tension between father and son
1: yeah um
0: and i guess this comes to a head with um that like him hitchhiking
1: right okay so matt comes in the house with simon and he's like, I just found Simon hitchhiking, um, like, because he doesn't want to take the bus or whatever. And Matt makes it worse. And he's like, you, you know, imagine what you would have done to me if you caught me hitchhiking at this age. So he's like, you got to punish Simon. Um, and the rev says that, well, we know that we're in September. Um, he's like, okay, now you can't get your learner's permit until at least January. Um, like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do this? It,
0: it, it seems, but what I like is that, like, this storyline and the fact that, like, Simon's rebelling is not concluded in this episode. It's not like it happened once and it's over. It definitely seems to be something that'll be carrying on all season long. Oh, yes. Um, I will say this, that, uh, Annie decides to describe Simon very art, like, colorfully. She's like, oh, he's drunk with testosterone. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Anyway.
0: And that's really it for Simon, um... I'm excited to hate him. I feel like that's what's going to happen next.
1: What? Maybe. It might happen. (laughs) Perhaps.
0: (laughs) I feel like I know myself. I know I'm going to probably not like him.
1: I don't know. He has some good moments, but... I guess we'll see. Yeah.
0: I mean, you have mentioned that he ends up being the most normal Camden.
1: No. Maybe. He ends up being the most normal Normal Camden.
0: Camden. Uh, So the more normal they are, the better I like them. We will move on uh, to the Annie next?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Uh... so, I don't even know what happens with them. Oh, the whole menopause thing. Right.
0: <laughs> so, Annie... We are led to believe through most of the episode that... that
1: Annie's pregnant. Uh, uh, through a series of... She's tired, Um, she's constantly taking naps, she starts drinking decaf coffee because she says that she has a caffeine sensitivity, and the Rev is like, oh, it wasn't the last time you had a caffeine sensitivity when you were pregnant with the twins. So everybody's alluding to the fact that she's pregnant, oh, she's crying a lot. Everyone's alluding to the fact that she's pregnant. Um, And we finally, this all comes to kind of like, uh, culminates in, we learn that. Annie's going, she, she's been to the doctor, like, she went to the doctor, like, two weeks ago, and she found out that she's beginning to go through the big change, which is menopause.
0: That's what she's call, decided to call it. Um, and for some, like, I, the Rev, as he was during the pregnancy, is kind of, like, walking on eggshells and kind of, like, being ridiculous in how he's trying to, like, deal with her. It's like, I don't know, he doesn't treat, I don't, I feel like, it's a I know it's supposed to be a funny storyline, but, but it's
1: really not. It's
0: not like I don't I have nothing else to say about this.
1: So yeah, Annie doesn't really handle anything that happens in this episode because she's busy like napping and crying. Um we do get a little bit of insight when she's talking, she's talking to the Rev near the end of the episode and she says that she feels like menopause is taking away like I guess taking away her like womanhood. She no longer feels like a wife or a mother. She just feels like herself or something, or basically like she's, I don't know, getting to know her own body better? I don't...
0: Yeah, she basically, she's like, I, like, I used to define myself as, like you said, as a mother and a wife, but now I feel like I need to define myself as Annie, but I don't know who that is. Yeah. So, I mean, if they decide to actually, like, go with this and give Annie, like, a... Something to do that isn't being a wife and a mother. I'd be excited to see that.
1: I mean, remember when Annie was going to college, college for rep- five seconds? I know
0: exactly. Like if they decide to actually build on that, and we have her outside of the home in any way, that might that's exciting to me. I like. I don't have actually anything against the fact that she's who she is because I feel like she's has like the most important job in the house. But um, yeah, something new for Annie would if be exciting. If she wants something
1: different, yeah, then she it. should get something different.
0: Uh, I want to just mention some fun Ruthie things throughout this episode, because she doesn't have a storyline, again, but um, she does have some...
1: She, again, is this kind of, like, the comic relief?
0: Yeah. Uh, she. I feel like she... So, you know, in, like, Shakespearean plays, um, you have the chorus, who, like... Yeah. Kind of, like, well, you, you come back and forth.
1: Recap everything. For everything,
0: or, like, they say something in a funny manner or whatever. That's what I feel like Ruthie is. Ruthie's, like, in the background, like... Or if you've seen the Hercules movie from Disney, she's the,
1: the Muses. The
0: Muses, yeah. So, anyway, cool.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: pop culture references for everyone. <laughs> um, Ruthie constantly, just every time something happens, she is like in the background being like, Ch-ch-changes <laughs> to the tune of the David Bowie song rest in peace right. uh, um and she is like oh you know i'm gonna be a teenager soon and that means i'm gonna get my period and i'm gonna go through puberty soon and the rev like she makes
1: a joke about annie wanting the rev to take her to buy a bra and she's like no i'm just kidding i'm never gonna wear a bra
0: and the rev's like are you kidding again she's like no i'm never gonna <laughs> wear a bra um so that's ruthie for you she's doing great as always <laughs> I also wanted to uh, just comment very quickly on Ruthie's pants in the beginning of this episode. Uh they're like a gray and black like plaid, like a tartan, I would almost say, mm-hmm. like a tartan yeah. pattern. Mm-hmm. Um very early 2000s. I feel like you don't see those anymore. We will go on to Robbie and Lucy next in that they share our sharing scenes, I guess. Um we as we know Lucy has left she apparently was living with Jeremy and his family in New York. Yes. Um, and she left, and she's no longer getting married to him, so I'm assuming that they, well, they've obviously broken up. And uh, she's no longer going to the seminary either.
1: So- well, she's not going to the seminary in New York. Right. She exactly. has not totally sworn off becoming a minister. Right.
0: Um, so, but we don't know. We still have not found out, and I don't know if we will, why they broke up. No, like
1: Oh, we do. Oh, we oh, do? Oh, okay, wait for it.
0: Okay, all right, I'm going to wait for it.
1: It's very uh, interesting.
0: But Lucy spends most of the episode crying, and she decides to, like...
1: Look to Robbie for consolation.
0: Because Robbie's also upset about... Um, Mrs.
1: Ma- Wilson West.
0: And Robbie, like, this manifests in him calling the colonel, and this conversation is, like, completely not okay to have right now, like, in this, like, current atmosphere, I feel like. Because the colonel's just like... Stop being a sissy. Get over it. Oh, yeah. And Robbie's like, I'm not a sissy. I don't want to be a sissy. And the colonel's like, only sissies say they're not sissies. And it's just like, there's nothing wrong with crying. God. And apparently, like, he's like, get over it to Robbie. And Robbie's like, I can't. And the word can't isn't in the Camden Dictionary. Um, so she comes over to Robbie's room, Lucy does, and they hug it out
1: and the rev sees them and is alarmed for a moment, but doesn't really do much. Um, But then, the next day, we see that in there comforting each other, they got a little close and were, like, cuddling on Robbie's bed and fell asleep that way. So then the big drama is the Camerons are out in the hallway, and they're like, how are you going to leave, Lucy? How are you going to get out of here? Everyone's going to know what we didn't do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... Saw a way around this very easily. They're, like, peeking out of the room, and they're like, okay, Lucy's going to go first. I'm like, why doesn't Robbie go to, like, the bathroom or something to scope out the situation? And then when it's clear, you know, escort or leave his door open and pretend that Lucy came in the room after. Or, like, distract the Rev. Right, right. Robbie could just go out and start talking to the Camerons. Yeah. Like, I need to talk to you downstairs. (laughs) So anyway, uh, the Rev sees Lucy coming out of Robbie's room and then is like, oh, no. Um, and then later on, Robbie and Lucy are going to go to a movie, and the Rev is like, I need to talk to you. And we learn that somehow, some at some point off screen, Lucy and Robbie have talked to the Rev and told him that nothing happened, it was just, like, they just fell asleep when they were comforting each other. And the Rev apparently believes them.
0: But he def- he's like, but you guys need to stay away from each other, you're not actually brother and sister, if you continue to look, each other, look to each other for comfort... Something might happen, and I do not want that thing to happen.
1: So and neither do I. <laughs> you don't want. Oh yeah, well, you don't want it to I happen. I don't want it
0: to happen either. Uh, so that's where we've left that. That's pretty open ended so far. So yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to, want to say one more thing before we get to Mary, uh, which is that you can say as many
1: things as you'd like to say.
0: Wow, thank you. Um, when. Annie is talking about how she has menopause and how, like, it would be, how the rev can help her. He's, she's like, I want to be left alone in the kitchen and sometimes in the bedroom, and I don't, I, I, I don't feel like we will be having sex as frequently as we used to, and I don't want to feel pressured to do so, to be intimate with you. And the rev goes, I'm the first, I'm the original husband that says, like, it's your body and it's whatever. Your like, body,
1: your... Time I mean, yeah. or your
0: something. And I'm like, thanks, Rev, for always caring about women, and thanks for being the first one to do it. Um, so we'll go to Mary next. As we said, Mary is now being referred to as Mrs. Wilson West.
1: Um, and, I mean, this is a pretty quick storyline, actually, because yeah. we already kind of covered it. Um, so the colonel... Oh, not really... The colonel has this conversation with Mary where um, he's like, oh, things are getting pretty serious with Wilson. Um, are you ready? If, when you get married, you won't just be becoming a wife. You'll also be becoming a mother to Billy. And you need to think about if anything, you know, happened to Wilson, are you ready to step up and be like a, a single mother to to support Billy in the way that Wilson has been supporting Billy as a single father? Um, and Mary's like, well, I have a job at the homeless shelter and, and the colonel is like, no, you need a real job, um, like a full-time job, uh, to, to be able to support a child.
0: He suggests the public service, which as we are both members of the quote unquote public service.
1: No, we're not. I guess public, public interest. Civil
0: service. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: when I hear public service, oh, I think, think of like, ser- okay. like civil servants, like oh, okay. post office, right, right. like, okay, you okay. know, so, um, he he suggests that. So Mary takes this and decides that rather than be like work at the post office or work like for the government doing something else, she decides that she should go and become a police officer.
0: Mostly because she gets to have her own gun. Um, I will say- We're also
1: civil servants. I think of that too yeah. when I think of civil servants.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so she, I want to mention just a-, a couple of things. Um, It seems that her romance with Wilson is well and
1: good. Just booming.
0: There's also a new Billy.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the actor is totally different. Yeah,
0: the actor who's playing Billy is not the same person. Uh, It's not anybody that's really recognizable, so I'm not going to comment on that. But
1: it's a welcome change.
0: Yeah, because this person actually speaks. Yeah. Um, Whereas the other one didn't. Uh, And Wilson is obviously against the idea, mostly because he's concerned about Well, they're
1: like ditzy Mary, you know,
0: and also like he's like, well, you can die, and the point of having a job where she can like is so is in case like Wilson passes away that she needs to take care of Billy. I thought it was like counterintuitive for her Uh, to get a job where, oh well, like she's in danger too. I don't know. Um, So we have I've I've mentioned this as we were watching it. The Colonel gets a lot of airtime with people he never has airtime with, (laughs) like with Robbie and now with Wilson, where they are both like, it's your fault.
1: Um, yeah, like Wilson thinks that Mary wants to be a police officer because he was a Marine and she thinks that having a gun will make her closer to the colonel. And I don't know why the colonel blames Wilson, but he does. Anyway, in the middle of this conversation, Mary comes home and it doesn't matter. She, she done played herself Mm -hmm. because, um, you need to be 21 by the time you're graduating the police academy. And we learn that Mary would only be 20 by the time she was completing it. So she can't join... Because
0: she doesn't know how to do math.
1: She, Yeah, she can't join the police department right now. So she has a new grand plan, which is that she's going to be a firefighter. Well, first she says fireman, woman, fighter.
0: No, she uh, goes person.
1: Excuse me. <laughs> um, so, again, another job that where she would be putting herself in danger uh, every day. Um,
0: Once she like exits the scene... The colonel is like, didn't she used to be smart? When did she get so stupid? And the, um, I can't remember his name. Oh, Wilson is like, yeah, I mean. She's also really like kind, kind and beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, she just has these wacky plans.
1: Which we are still. Don't understand. This is a, this is a falsehood. There yeah. are, there were never any wacky plans
0: um, I will say this: that the colonel decides to give Wilson a piece of advice. He's like, "Make sure that Mary has something in her life that is like separate from you and Billy." And Wilson's like, "Yeah, we're gonna. That's what we're gonna do." And he goes, "Yeah, because if you don't, then you're gonna reach middle age and everything's gonna be a fiery inferno."
1: <laughs> Which I really do love this ad- advice. Yeah. Um, this is some of my favorite advice to tell people. <laughs>
0: um, that is really it for the episode. Um, nothing gets resolved.
1: We don't know what's going to happen next. This could be the the start of season. This could be the end of season five again. We're still on the edge of our seats about what's happening,
0: what what storylines, the changes, what's going to be the arcs. Um, Yeah, what would you rate this episode?
1: Um, I'm going to give it a three point five. I was unimpressed by it.
0: I'm going to give this a four point five. Okay. So. If you would like, I think there might be the return of a video.
1: On our Insta. Uh,
0: because there is a scene with...
1: Where Annie is triggered by Popeye the Sailor Man. And,
0: I mean, that's all we have to say about it for you to, like, want to like come and check us out.
1: Uh, Hopefully that's enough of a teaser. And also, Ruthie's
0: making some great faces in the background of almost every scene. And the Rev is kind of going crazy in this episode. So you might want to check that out as well. Uh, And you can see that on Instagram and on Twitter, and that's at Show, or on Facebook.com slash CamdenCast. And you can listen to us on Stitcher uh, by searching out CamdenCast at SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast or on the Apple iTunes uh, podcast app. We're here every Wednesday and Saturday. I'm Tanby. I'm Erin. This is CamdenCast.